It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Final Furlong Podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Welcome along to the Final Furlong Podcast on At The Races. Thank you for downloading the show. He's Kevin Blake. He's Evan Kennedy. And we're about to take over at At The Races. We're going to join Broadcaster of the Year, Luke Harvey. What? Wait, what's happened to our voices? <laughs> have we have we gone showbiz mad already? Americanized. Oh, dear. Oh, no. This is what TV <laughs> does to you, is it? Deary me. So, yeah, we're going to join Luke Harvey and Jason Weaver for our annual trip to get in. And, of course, the queen of the podcast, Vanessa Riley, will be there as well. Wait, no, that's wrong. The queen of the podcast really is D. The first lady of the podcast is <laughs> Vanessa. That's the way it should be, shouldn't it? Hey, I'll let you deal with the women, Kennedy. <laughs> that's, your spe- that's your specialist subject. Oh, man, I walked into that one, in fairness. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We are going to be talking about um, a lot of racing. For First of all, we got Newcastle. we got uh, Dundalk. Uh, and Lots to talk about. And I'm sure we'll be looking ahead to a little bit of uh, jumps action as well. Yeah, we're going to look ahead to... We'll talk about the weekend, and I'm sure we'll talk about Cheltenham. There's bound to be a conversation about Cheltenham. It might get a mention once or twice now. Yeah, I reckon it will. So, I, I think we might do this now. Um, if the opportunity presents itself will do listeners' tweets. No. So if you would like your question read out on the telly... Wait, what's happened to my voice again? I don't know. Got a bit northern there. <laughs> I, this could be down to the... In Yorkshire. ...large quantity. Oh, do you know what? It was Vanessa. That's, it's Vanessa's effect on me. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to have your uh, tweet read out live on TV, uh, then tweet Ask FFP. So just ask... FFP Hashtag, obviously. Hashtag ask FFP. And uh, we will combine a load of questions that come in and we will read yours out. And there might be a special guest. There might not be. That special guest could be Vanessa Ryle. I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We did listen to tweets a couple of years ago. We'll do it again. So hopefully. I'm not trying to take over the show or anything. We are trying to take over the show, aren't we? A coup. We're, we're coming for you, Harvey. Or a coupe, as you say. Bro- broadcaster of the year. Well, it's a betting coupe, in my opinion. It's a it's a coup when you just break into the studio and say, get out, shark. Uh, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's the exact same word. And so it begins. This, It's just going to be this, but on telly. Deary me. So Kevin's got a few. Do we have the sweeper? Oh, excellent. We do. Gold in the sand. Yeah! There's gold in them there sand, boys! Yeah! 
It's been so long. Isn't that just reserved for one particular at the races broadcaster? He doesn't have a trademark. He oh, doesn't. that's ah, you see, that's where you that's where you fall down. So yes, we're going to do gold in the sand on Get In, but more importantly, we're going to do gold in the sand on this very podcast. Yes, Dundalk Preview has returned after many years. It's back. And Kevin Blake has selected a few races for us to talk about. So we'll do that a little bit later on. Uh, but first of all, let's focus on the jumps action. So at Ascot, 3.35, uh, live on ITV. It looks as though it's going to be soft to heavy in places. We've got the Ascot Chase, the Betfair Ascot Chase, to give the sponsors their mention. Um, seven runners, Kevin Blake. Oh, oh, Given give the rival a mention. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you have to be fair. In the broadcasting world... <laughs> You have to be fair, I think. Um, You're getting sacked in the morning. Wait till it's in, wait till we're doing the Imperial Cup podcast and it's just matchbook this, oh, matchbook geez. that, matchbook ching, the other. Ching, 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 ching. In fact, there was the matchbook betting podcast handicap at Kempton the other day. I was punching the air, uh, punching the air with delight. Right. Uh, oh, that's available now to listen to if you would like to. By the way, we preview the weekend's football with the red hot in form Mark O'Hare, Mark Sitchum, who nailed the Champions League bets. Uh, the other day and the League 2 bets as well uh, they preview the weekend's football and we preview the weekend's racing where uh, Jesse May joins us and hilariously mispronounces a few horses names but more importantly calls Schalke Schalk or Schalk 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 there you go <laughs> yeah it resulted in absolute hilari- hilarity uh, the show's available now on your favourite podcast app ching, ching. happy with that Kevin Blake ching, ching. Do you want to give a mention to your favorite form site again? No, 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 no. That was a genuine mention. Oh, yeah, genuine Ex- mention. Expressed sincerely. Yeah, 50% off. And, uh, Just enter the code word, Blake loves money. <laughs> You'll get 10% off. <laughs> pro form, that is, pro form. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we've gone full Joe Rogan. Uh, all right. Well, to be fair now, people say, oh, look, look, you're talking about all this stuff. And go listen to a, a high-profile commercial podcast like Joe Rogan. They will literally talk for six or seven minutes at the beginning of the podcast going through their sponsors. Six or seven minutes, quite literally. Seriously, Rogan's is actually ten. It's a, it's a long time. Yeah. I obviously sk- I keep skipping 15 seconds forward until I hear the music so do I, That's what I do. I imagine that's what most people do, which yeah. kind of defeats the purpose, but hey oh. Yeah, but hey, Rogan's getting paid. He's getting that cash money. Bang, bang. He gets a lot of cash money, yeah, I imagine. A ridiculous <laughs> amount of cash money. And we also like Caveman Coffee. And if you like... <laughs> never had it. Right, uh, let's get on with it. So so the old boy cue card's back. And the good Yo thing... boy. The good thing to see here is that Paddy Brennan's back on his back. Yeah, it's nice for Paddy. Nice for Paddy. Yeah. He's had a good relationship with the horse over the years. Um, I so didn't like how that was handled, I have to say. Yes, it, it wasn't ideal now. It wasn't ideal, but look... Paddy did the right thing. He didn't burn any bridges no. when it panned out. Uh, another, yet another example of which there are so many in this great game and in life in general that when things go wrong, there is a good way to react and a bad way to react. And if you react well to things going wrong, often it'll come back and you'll, you'll get paid out for it yeah. in the longer term. Well said, Kevin Blake. Don't burn it's those it, bridges, It's lads. a life lesson. It absolutely, 100% is a life lesson. You never know how quickly things can change. Stay classy, San Diego. Is that the line? Yeah, that is the line. But of pull course... Pull that one out from the depths of my brain. Stay classy, San Diego. But of course, there's the more famous line, which gets him sacked. Uh, so Paddy's back with uh, Colin Tizard. Armadillo! Which has gone out of control. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as I think, well. I think my pronunciation is, is starting to slip a bit. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely full on Yorkshire before. Um, I, I, f- I feel it's... Is that, is that, it's, it's West Country, isn't w- it? West Country, yeah. yeah. You're more, you're actually, you're right, yeah, West Country. I feel obliged to do this now, actually. Um, so we have to give a mention to Adam, Adam Carney. 
Uh, not sure what happened to my original tweet, but here it is again. Uh, this is Colin Tizard in the Armadillo oh. Ross Geller suit. <laughs> so uh, fair play to Adam, who's a long-time listener to the show. And James Dunkley. It was me who did the armadillo tweet. Feel free to name drop me next time. Hashtag Kerching. A bite of dunk. Uh, well done, Dunkley. Loving it. Loving your work, sir. Keep it going. Keep it going. This is going to happen. Dunkley. I also know of a betting firm who are going to open a market on this. Oh, good God. Yep. Is it Matchbook? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Ching. Yeah, Matchbook are going to open a market on this next week. Are you on commission? On their commission? I'm actually not. <laughs> honestly, I'm honestly not. You'll be pl- plugging the absolute ears out of this ex- exchange market on Matchbook now. But I, and I bet you Kennedy's done some deal. I right can't. You get your whatever it is, 5% you charge. You, Kennedy gets 10% of that. Well, for, well now that you mentioned it, Oh, here like, we go. Sorry. I'm sorry I said it. it. Oh, uh, no. It's actually 0% commission on horse racing. <laughs> Uh, on Matchbook. We didn't even arrange this. All through oh, to the 17th of March. So thanks for that, Kevin. We did not Appreciate even arrange it. that. We actually, you just fell oh, into it. Yeah. Ching, ching. 0% commission on horse racing. Uh, it's actually an insane offer. The quote, seamless. The quote that was offered, right, for somebody to be in an armadillo suit. A suit, okay. So an armadillo suit and get up behind Colin Tizard on RUK or ITV Racing and yell armadillo was... 50 to 1. Oh, that's too big. That's way too that's big. That's clearly too big. And that was the initial <laughs> quote. I don't oh. think that's going to... St- the market has not gone up yet, but that's what, that was the initial quote from the traders. Oh, lads, I don't know. I call that a rick. Now, we have to say now... And I'm not allowed to bet with Matchbook because I'm an employee. And this has obviously got to the point where we are thinking about this relatively seriously. Cheltenham have a policy that there's no, it's a rule, an entrance rule. Somebody pointed this out to us on the tweet machine, that fancy dress is not allowed <gasps> in, in almost all of the enclosures, I believe, um, during Cheltenham. Oh, no. So people are going to have to get a bit creative. Oh, no. I, I'm open to correction on that, but somebody did tweet me and um, had a screenshot of some, some from some dark corner of the Cheltenham website. I bet you they only just brought that rule in. <laughs> That says something about fancy dress. Because we know you listen, Cheltenham. We know you listen to this podcast. They've only just introduced that rule. Maybe it's just a nice enclosure. I don't know. I I probably should have researched this, but I couldn't be arsed. So um. (laughs) So what you're saying is we need Lydia or Ollie to interview Colin out of one of the enclosures so that somebody has a chance. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, lads, you're just going to have to be a small bit creative here. You're going to have to sneak the outfit into Cheltenham somehow and put it on change into it in the toilets or wherever you can find a bit of privacy and away you go wear a disguise wear a disguise by the way Snapchat and YouTube videos do not count so if you're thinking about trying to do it that way that's not going to work we talk about the racing why not so cue cards back um, this is the race he won last year he's now 12 Paddy Brennan obviously has a great relationship with him I have no idea why he was jocked off him um well, but it, wasn't, is, it wasn't completely, you know, it was far from ridiculous that he was jocked off him, to be fair. Um, you, you could definitely pick pick at his riding of him at times. Mm, I don't okay. think that's, I don't I, think that, that would be unfair. I don't whether it's fully just, whether, agree whether, with you. But whether it justifies him being jocked off is another thing, but I, I certainly wouldn't say there was no reason for him to be jocked off. Okay. It, it could, you, you, what you could very fairly say was that it was harsh to jock him off, yeah. despite those potential criticisms that could be there. Okay, that's probably the better way of wording it, actually. Yeah, you could see certain faults, but the way it was handled... Yeah, was absolutely. Poor. Yeah. The way it was handled was poor. So let's put it that way. Um, the reason I'm bringing him up is because he's such an iconic horse. He's 12. Do you think there's anything left in the tank? 
Oh yeah, there's there's clearly something left in the tank. How much is left in the tank is the question. And is it possible that when he ran poorly, it was because some of Colin Tizard's horses weren't running well at the time? Oh, quite possibly, yeah. And Colin Tizard's team seems to be seem to be edging into form now. Mm. I think it's fair to say um, they're not quite fully around the corner yet. I know he he had another two winners today from two runners, a double of Fontwell. Um, and the, the winners are starting to flow now as I noticed in the last 14 days he's had 7 wins 27 runs which is uh, and not uh, that's, a, that's a decent old strike rate but he needs to get going but it's come it's start, the, the corner is starting to be turned at just the right time to be fair to him uh, and I'm interested to see how much he shows here this is just an interesting race um, I'm a little bit surprised that Top Notch has been put in as Fav. I'm shocked he's so short. I must say, um, I wasn't blown away with him last time at Taunton. I know he probably did more the time before at Ascot, but he wouldn't have been my candidate for Fav. I no. could see him I drifting. Sus- I suspect your candidate for favourite is waiting patiently. He's a horse that I really like. Hmm. Um, funny enough, they've now got identical official ratings, and waiting patiently is clearly very much on the up. Um, for the Jefferson team, who've obviously had a difficult um, couple of weeks. Yes, awful. But it was it was great to see him win so well last time. He looked a lovely horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's definitely the potential for more to come. Uh, the trip should suit him well, I think. And I'd love to see him take another step in the right direction because I was impressed with him last time, as many people were. He's a horse with loads of pace, I suspect. Um, I was His jumping was good the last time and just the, the smoothness with which he made his headway and the manner in which he quickened was what really impressed me last time. And um, I'd love to see him do something like that again. And if he does, I, I think that would be enough to see off top notch. Uh, Coney Island is another one. because well, This is this is the one that I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, so a like bit, Bri- bit, 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 bit of X factor here now. Yeah. Because we so, don't know. So Brian Hughes obviously is a fantastic jockey and he will really suit waiting patiently. Daryl Jacob, um, I think if you go back to the JLT, maybe you should have asked him for a big one. I think Rory was making that point. It's all right, Kevin. We'll forgive you for that. I, um, I touched my microphone. <laughs> I was itching my nose. Apologies. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a tweet. Hashtag I touch my microphone. Um, <laughs> he probably he lost oh. about five lengths in the GLT, didn't he? And was beaten two. I still think York Hill would have beaten him that day. I don't think. Hold on. What are you talking about? Disco. The, no, no, top notch. Oh, top notch. Okay, the, sorry. The GLT. Yeah. Um, Confused. But Coney Island has that red hot form from being a novice chaser. Um, now, the Ascot form amounts to very, very little, and he did trade quite a big price in running. But I really like this horse and the vibes. I think has Eddie Hart only had one winner all season and this is it. You know, I don't know that. I'll, I'll I'll check that right now. That would be news to me. But the vibes have been really good about Coney Island. Now you can read into that what you want, but that I just go back to that novice chase form, Kevin, and it was, to be fair, red hot. God, you're right. You know, he hasn't had a winner in Ireland this season. Yeah, it's amazing, oh, isn't it? God, right. Right. Oh, yeah, look, that bunch of novices were very good, are very good. We know that. He ran a stormer to finish second to our Duke. Sorry, adjusting my microphone. Kevin's doing it again. After, no, that, that was a very deliberate adjustment okay, after, no, right. after knocking it out of place originally. That's, that, that's okay. Um, but he needs to have improved. He absolutely needs to have improved. And Ascot was what it was. I thought it was a good performance. I'd say it did represent a career best effort, but by how much depends on your interpretation of the form. And look, finishing very close to our Duke over three miles is a fair effort for a horse that might, just might prove best at this sort of trip. Yeah. 
Um, we don't know. This could be a mid-range, a mid-range type of horse. To be fair, um, but we'll find out an awful lot more about him. This is his acid test. I think we've had a number of conversations about him, and we've come to the conclusion that my Gold Cup bet is finished, and that this is a Ryanair prep. Uh, you'd be thinking that way, I think. Yeah, you'd be thinking that way. Um, funny enough. Funny. Oh. Now that I say it, I'm just going to go off on a wee tangent here. Yeah. Do, you, do you know the origin of, of acid test? As in the phrase? Yeah. No. Um, I'm I'm going to try and get it up here in front of me so I don't talk absolute rubbish. But basically, I think it was a test that they used to use on gold back in the day that people would be, you know, trying to trying to counterfeit gold and pass it off as the real thing. And apparently, if you poured some type of acid on real gold it would just slide off it nothing would happen but if it was fake it would it would you know go through dissolve it. it or whatever so the acid test yeah I like that I, I like that a I lot I just want to double check that because I, I, I'm pretty sure that's correct okay well while, <laughs> while you go off and check that let's just recap the fact that when he won the Drinmore which is obviously uh, a very significant race back in 2016 the second was Annabelle Fly the third was Alpha de Sobo the fourth was Roy to Respect yeah, look, that's obvious. That speaks for itself, doesn't it? Ridiculously red hot form. So if he's if he's progressing, and if I wouldn't be too worried about Eddie Hartley's stable form either. I mean, it's not like he's got the biggest stable in the in but the you, world. You always have to take it into consideration, and I know stable form is something that a lot of people think is noisy, and it, it, it's not something they strongly consider. But it's a thing. It, it really is a thing, mm. and I would always bear it in mind that I'd always be concerned where there seems to be a lack of form and, and when I say form now it, it doesn't mean they have to be having loads of winners but horses have to be running up to their level and hitting visually hitting the line well mm. um, and I, I, it's a consideration it really is um, uh, right here we go a drop of acid such as nitric acid was applied to gold gold is a stable metal and resists corrosion in most acids if the metal fizzed and showed corrosion after the acid application it was a clear indication that the metal was not pure, genuine gold, and was more likely made of less precious base metals like iron, copper, nickel, and zinc. Ever since the widespread use of the acid test in the gold rush days, the meaning of acid test was popularized as the, de as the definitive test of something precious, genuine, and important. So we're just going to use this phrase the whole time now, aren't we? This is going to be our new phrase. This is going to be the acid test for Dovan. Well, that's it, because some people confuse that phrase and say acid test. A-S-S-E-T. Um, but yeah, it's acid, as in, ouch, the acid burned my hand. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't know how anyone could confuse it, to be honest. Um, seeing as we're going through the field, we may, may as well talk about everybody else. Traffic fluid is donezo, I would think. Um, Frodon, I mean, come on. It was a brilliant ride from Brian Frost the last day, but can he really win in this company in grade one? Uh, Emmett. He could place. He has the exact same official rating as Top Notch awaiting patiently. Thanks for that, Phil Smith. Uh, Sparadek was second to Undersoul last time out and yeah, probably isn't getting the recognition he deserves, which Rory Zalargi pointed out to me earlier today. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can, what level he runs to. Um, that was obviously over two mile one. He's mm. a longer trip here. He has obviously run over further before, but perhaps an aggressive ride over two miles suits him best. So that would be a concern in my mind for him. Definitely a horse though who could trade an awful lot shorter in running if you want to play it that way. Quite possibly. Mm. Yeah, I'd imagine, well, maybe they won't be quite as aggressive with him over the longer trip. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, your selection? Waiting patiently. Okay. You're a big fan of that horse. I do. I like him. I like him. 
And Coney Island, he's at the prices now. I think waiting patiently has a little bit less to prove than Coney Island. And there's no concerns as there is with, with Coney Island about, you know, stable form and other bits and pieces. Okay. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, hopefully you're actually listening to it on Thursday evening and you're enjoying the show, uh, I hope, uh, despite all our tangents and the fact that we are now... 19 minutes and 12 seconds into it and I've spoken about one race. Uh, we better get, we better kick on. So here we go. Uh, Goran Park. Oi, oi. This is a great meeting. If you're uh, Tony Keenan is off to it. So you need to watch Tony Keenan like a hawk because all this nonsense about oh, I'm going down there to see a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going down there to have a massive bet on. Pockets full of 50 euro notes that reek of diesel. Reek of the stuff. And he will be lashing it onto something, lads. Yeah. Follow that man. Shadow him. He's back in something, I'm telling you. He's back in something uh, or other. Um, I notice Up for Review is entered. Uh, yeah. So the reason I'm mentioning Thursday is the fact that we don't have the full declarations yet. Um, and we have to record today because, you know, we're in London tomorrow. Or as Kevin likes to point out, Milton Keynes. He's like, stop calling it London. Um, <laughs> ah, it just sounds more classy when you say London. Totally factually incorrect. You may as well say New York. Uh, so we're off to New York tomorrow. <laughs> uh, one. So we've got Maldini entered, but up for review is a horse that um, I'd love to see do well because I'd really like to see things improve for Graham Wiley, who is just one of the nicest and most genuine people in the game. <laughs> and there's not one bit of... of um, I'm not engaging in obsequious behavior there. Like the time he gives us on this podcast... Uh, he's, he is a smasher man. Oh, he he's yeah. phenomenal. He really is great. And and as a leading owner, to take that time to chat to people at the races, but also to to um, chat to us at length about his horses. Um, yeah, most people, hundreds of millions, don't tend to be that friendly because they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they really don't need to be, but he he does. He genuinely is. He's, he's a really nice guy. So um, I'd love to see one of his horses start to step up into the limelight. I think Invitation Only is a big player at Cheltenham still, um, but up for review, back after 668 days. Yeah, great to see him back, and let's see what he does. Um, no better man than Willie to get one back from a long absence to uh, show that they retain their ability. And yeah, he, he looked like a lovely chaser in the making, to be fair, mm. early on. So we'll we'll wait and see. He wasn't the best jumper of a hurdle now, so he'll no. want to jump fences better. Um, but we'll see. You know, he was. I, I recall him on on a, a numerous occasion. You know, being a bit big at his hurdles, so he could be one of those that is is just a better jumper of a fence. But he's a nine-year-old, so it'll be a case of kicking on and see how he goes. I'd say, you know, we're getting. We're getting to that point of the season now where we're like, oh, a bit late in the season to be winning your maiden chase, but I don't think that's any concern here. They kick on and yeah. um, hopefully they'll be thinking he might win well here and get into those graded novice chases at the back end of the season. Gordon Elliott's got one here by the Breeders' Cup winner. Goat Sapper! Oh, Timmy and yeah. Ex-Derma Weld horse. Deary me. Uh, when he was bred, this wasn't the idea. Uh, some neck is entered, but also Maldini. Yeah, Maldini, don't know if he'll run here. He's my fancy for the four-miler, even though I noted a, connect, uh, a quote from his connections. Who Kim Muir. Who had previously said he was going to go for the four-miler, and they're talking about the Kim Muir now, yeah. which is surprising. But these these as these as guys are very clever, and they they can't change their mind. So I'll still be hoping he goes for the four-miler. I would prefer his chance in that. Um, but we'll wait and see. Uh, is it in their heads, do you think, that he was so unlucky in the Kim Muir last year that they might just 
go for that and try and win it again possibly possibly but I, I think the step up and trip would really suit him yeah, you're really suit him and I love that profile of a really it's the cause of causes type yes, profile yes it is yeah. just a really experienced horse going for the four miler I love that uh, and very experienced at Cheltenham as well being a loves Thames the, winner loves the place ran well in the Kim Muir yeah. go back again yeah I, I love his profile for the four miler too I think you're I think you're well onto something well, there it doesn't matter if I'm onto it it depends if the connections are onto it so we'll wait and see but that, that's where I'd love to see him go but time will tell well we know you're listening so go for the four miler What's the name of the horse they're going to run in the pretemps as they go for three in a row? Oh, Eagle something. Or yes. I'll tell you now if you let me linger on. This would be some story if they were if they won three pretemps. E- Eagle Lion. That's him. Eagle Lion. Three pretemps back to back. Well, he's got to get qualified. He's got to get qualified. He's in the qualifier um, at Punchestown next week. That's so right. He'll need to finish in the first five. Yeah. And uh, that's... You know that'll still, he, yeah, he, that'll be as well. He could technically run in one more qualifier if they didn't qualify, but it would, I would, it, it would kind of wreck the plan if he didn't get qualified here. I would say, the, Kevin, that's going to be his acid test. It would be his acid test, <laughs> uh, but he, he'll probably need to qualify here really because that's the twenty-first of February. Um, what'll that leave him with? Three weeks. Jesus. Two. Cheltenham's only three weeks away. Oh, Jesus. Wait, is it three <laughs> weeks away from it'll, now? It, it'll be three weeks by the time he runs on the twenty-first. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Are we ready? No. Oh, dear God, we've got a lot of work to do. So he'll want to get qualified there. Um, and, you know, he's an interesting horse. He's an eight-year-old. He's only run three times. He wouldn't have, to my eye, as attractive a profile as the likes of a presenting Percy now at this stage. But yeah. um, the Kellys know the crack. It's just exciting. Even if it, if he gets to go, it's just exciting that they're going for three in a row with three different horses. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, for, yeah, uh, for a trainer such a with, small with, yard. with less than 10 horses, as, Amazing. Far, as far as I know. Absolutely phenomenal. Right, let's move on to the two o'clock. This could be one of the greatest ho- race, horse races. What, what's my mouth words doing? Um, <laughs> that, I'm adding that to, uh, to, to Emma Kennedy Bingo. Mouth words. Mouth words. You say mouth words a lot. Yeah, yeah. That, you that's can, that's being added, lads. Add that, that to the chart. Definitely, that can be added <laughs> to the bingo for sure. Wait, well, I use my mouth words here. <laughs> <laughs> that's my Kennedy radio voice impression. I was going to say there was like it was it coming through in stereo there. What's going on? <laughs> right, uh, Duvan. Ah, stop, Kennedy. I don't know what to make of this race. So, this is bananas. This something's going to happen here. This race isn't going to happen, surely. Well. Surely. Sources, this could sound absolutely ridiculous by the time it goes to air. But I'm going to use this phrase twice. Sources close to the yard have told me this horse runs. <laughs> really, Mullins, bingo. I don't look. I, this is just madness. On, on a number of fronts, Dovan, it's just a mad target for Dovan. And I know and fully acknowledge that there aren't many options. There are pretty much no options. Actually, I'll bring it up here straight in front of me and I'll tell you exactly how many options there are because I suspected zero other than this in terms of graded novice chase options. Graded Sorry, chase. Grade, graded open chase options. Uh, let's see. February should be... Re- There's actually a grade three novice chase. Uh, why do I keep saying what novice? What happened to you? There's a grade three chase at NACE in uh, 10 days from now. But I... It'd be it's close enough, wouldn't it's it? Too close, probably. Yeah. Goran's your last chance, really. So oh, running sh- him on this ground over this trip, Stop. bananas. You're really not a fan of. Uh, I'm starting to hey, think. I'm not a fan of it. In an ideal world, this isn't an ideal world we live in. Uh, they're they're running out of time. They have. I they assume they want. They they, they feel they have to run him somewhere because I can't imagine they're running him here. You know. <laughs> 
willingly. Hmm. I think it's not quite desperation, but it's pretty much the last chance they have, unless they wanted to go a week later, which is, you know, two and a half weeks to Cheltenham. Yeah, it's, it's too close. It's not good. It's not good. And look, if, if he lined up here and there was very little opposition, you'd say, Granny might get away with it fine. But it, that's not going to happen. Good Jesus. Our Duke is definitely running. Presenting Percy. Definitely running. Committed to it. Val Salido potentially. Lads, this shouldn't happen at all. And it's just madness on, on so many fronts. Because Dovan, it's a mad race to run him in. But again, you can kind of understand that they're running out of time. They have to run somewhere. It, it kind of makes sense. Our Duke, I, I think, and I'm going to go on the record now, I don't think this is the right thing to do. I think this is a mad thing to do. Why? I, I just don't see why you do it. Why? why? Elaborate on that for it's me. It's 13 days after the Irish Gold Cup. It's two and a half miles. It's it's three and a half... It's, what, what, what'll it be? Three and a half weeks to Cheltenham. Why would you do it? What's the gain? But Jesse obviously feels that that wasn't his showing last time out and so needs what? to get him back. Why? 13 days. Three and a half weeks to Cheltenham. I just don't know why you do it. So is your view then that he's eight? Why not just run him at Cheltenham, keep him fresh, yeah. and then you still have Aintree as an option if you wanted or Punchestown? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't understand that. Maybe they'll take a pull on it between now and then. Maybe I... I maybe they have their own specific reasons they know the horse an awful lot better than me clearly but I just think it, it seems a bit mad it seems a bit mad I don't think there's ever a circumstance where you should be backing up a Gold Cup horse after ter- 13 days after a run uh, with the Gold Cup ahead of you hmm. I just don't see those circumstances I don't know why you do it but um, but there you go we'll see how it pans out he'll probably go and bolt up and go and win the Gold Cup and I'll be made look a fool but uh, well, we, we, ha- we have to have our opinions we uh, know that nobody likes a fence sitter and I don't like this decision <laughs> you, well one thing you're not is a fence sitter uh, you don't engage in the Robbie McNamara behaviour hi Robbie <laughs> uh, who's offering that incredible offer of the fifth share which stands by the way the fifth share if you do the armadillo thing it, it, takes, it takes a fives on shot to get Robbie off the fence <laughs> 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 so uh, we know that Kate Harrington listens to the Final Four podcast. We know because she was pretty much calling you out for saying, hey, don't rule out our Duke. He's going to he's gonna Calling me out. Calling you out. Was she? Was she? Yeah, because you were, you were saying, oh, our Duke oh, was a rubbish performance. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Hold uh, on. And I was defending the horse and you were going, Kevin, look how far he was beaten. No, no, that's no. Exactly that's exactly what that's happened. That's not my memory of it. That is clearly. Well, it's on public record. I, I, People can go back and I, listen. I think Kate will, uh, will, will attest to the fact that uh, I was all about our Duke thinking it was a fantastic return and you were very negative about him. I think you would attest to the fact that Kate's lovely. Um, <laughs> what, why, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Seriously. Oh, I know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> you know, cop on to yourself. Uh, so, so Kate's listening to this uh, and may very well decide, you know what, Kevin's right. Or just go, Kevin's an idiot. Wait till this horse goes and bolts up. But that's the thing. Uh, even if he bolts up, I still don't know if it's a good decision. So let me put it to you this way. Jess Garrington's going to forget more about racing than I'll ever know. Uh, she wouldn't run this horse unless she was absolutely adamant this was needed. There must be something about him at home that's making her think, I need to get another run into him. Possibly. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's a horse that went that went to the Irish National very fresh last year, first run in, yeah. in nine, eight or nine weeks, and and put up um, like the best performance of his life. Stunning performance. 
you know, I just... And to be fair now, to acknowledge that he has backed up quite quickly in the past. He backed up in 19 days, the day he beat Coney Island in the Grade 1 at, at Leopardstown's Christmas meeting last year. Um, but it... Gold Cup... I yeah. just don't know if that's the preparation so, I, I'd want in a perfect world. And the thing is, they don't have to. I don't think they have to run here. I think they have a, they have a choice. So your concern is not necessarily the fact that he's running in this race. It's that r- what running in this race will do to his Cheltenham chances. Possibly, and it's just it's just not the ideal one. Is it two and a half miles? Has he ever looked a two and a half miler? No, he's a stare, isn't he? Yeah, Out no. No stare. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's. It surprised me. Look, just like it surprised me when Dovan was entered for this. Just like it surprised me they're presenting Percy's running here. So you've got a you've <laughs> got a two miler who you are adamant is a two miler. I know that there were some people last oh, season. Oh no, well, who were I, I wouldn't be mad bullish that he won't stay two and a half miles. Not at all. No, I, no, no, you never said that. But you were you were absolutely adamant. Like people were saying last season, oh, Dovan should be going for the Gold Cup, and you're like, absolutely not. Absolute madness. Oh yeah, I think he'd be worth examining in a race like the King George in the fullness of time. Yeah. And, and if he'd been fit this season, he probably would have gone. Well, that's it. But these that. these things, you, you'd ideally like a steady build. Yeah, you build. Start off over two, well, go for the John Durkin, maybe go for, then go to the King George. Like possibly. Sizing John last year. The way, the way they built up Sizing John up in trip to to eventually get to three miles, to then get to three mile two. Yeah, that's the, the I, that's, I think that's the, the optimum way to do mm. it. But just coming here on a seasonal reappearance off the back of a very interrupted preparation to try the trip for the first time on bad ground in those circumstances it's just it just seems a small bit mad to me but look as people will, will know at this stage when it comes to this type of thing I'm just very conservative yeah I'm very conservative there's not much daring in me when it comes to the campaigning of horses well you very uh, kindly said that about your decision making with Ed Wolf uh, last week on the podcast or two weeks ago on the podcast you were saying that no way would you have run him but Joseph was adamant to go well that's it I, I, I always lean towards the, the safe steady option if at all possible mm. the most winnable race in the safest of circumstances which makes sense to me and it just kind of emphasises the fact the fact that Joseph was so willing to go bold and it paid off um, well that's it he, he's, he's far more aggressive than me in that regard yeah. that's but that it, it, that's you know what makes the thing tick but it's just I, this is a hyper aggressive move yeah. by anyone's standards I think so these are currently one and two on the race card uh, the problem for both of these horses is they're going to get thrashed <laughs> and they're going to get thrashed by the horse that Kevin Blake regards as one of the best in training one of the most exciting uh, Final Furlong podcast listeners know him well particularly from the last couple of seasons we had two races named after him. Bells Hill, <laughs> Bells Hill wins all. Oh, Jesus. He's back. I thought you were building up to... Uh, what? What horse are you talking about? I thought you were talking about presenting of Percy. Of course, and I was playing you off on that. So, uh, presenting Percy, you absolutely love this horse. Um, you think he's a proper, proper tool. Oh, look, and I've got him so wrong this season, to be honest, because his last two starts, I was full of concern and worry about him. Um, on the ground more so than anything in the trip to be honest in the in the Porterstown as well you know I was myself I was working with Gary both days at ATR and the two of us were, were very negative and cautious about it to be honest both days understandable and he went and absolutely bolted up twice up. you know and I know Gary in particular and we all know how good a judge Gary is Gary was wide eyed and blown away with him at Gorham what he did I'm on ground that I still think he wouldn't really like Hmm. Um, it was fabulous what he did and at the time before Fairy House was, was great they've given him a very a very highly unorthodox campaign 
you'd have to say, to run into Porterstown on your third start over fences and then revert to hurdles for grade two and going bolt up and now seemingly running in an open two and a half mile chase. Well, they've they've declared they're going for this, haven't they? Yeah. And look, again, the, there's a parcel of options. Um, the, you know, they, they sort of they made their own bed in the way when they decided to run that race at Goran rather than wait for the, the grade one novice chase at the Dublin Racing Festival because now they don't have an option really um, other than this between now and Cheltenham and we've seen for, from their preparation of presenting Percy for Cheltenham last year um, they're not afraid to keep them busy all the way up to Cheltenham hmm. of course he, he ran on, on February 25th last year um, prior to Cheltenham which was you know a three week gap or so so they're not afraid of that and the horse can clearly cope with it um, I wouldn't have any concerns about the trip for him now I think he's very pacey he clearly stays very well but I think he's got loads of pace um, but again, he's going to have to cope with ground that I don't think is ideal. He clearly handles it, but I don't think it's his optimum. And, you know, you have to consider he's he's not in against novices here. He's not in against um, old handicappers like he was in the Porterstown. He's up against our Duke and, um, and Toban. It's remarkable to think about it, isn't it? That this, this is this is a novice chaser. If, if this race comes, uh, comes off, it's going to be some crack. Well, he, here's the thing. And I, I genuinely think that... Um, Listeners love these these conversations that we have, these long-form conversations. really hope that you are enjoying this conversation we're having about these great horses. Because it could very well end up that by the time the declarations have come out, none of them are running and this conversation is completely worthless and pointless. But if Duvan, our Duke, Valsolido, to give him his due, um, because on his day he's very good, uh, Belsail who should be given recognition and presenting Percy don't you laugh he should be <laughs> and presenting Percy if they all line up in this race this is probably going to be one of the best races that Goran Park has ever seen and I'm going to include the champion hurdle trial that Hardy Eustace was just narrowly beaten in um, by the Philly the mayor who now I can't oh, remember uh, I have it I have it uh, Gerlich, George's girl George's girl yeah. George's girl that's the one yeah thrilling race and then of course he went on to win the champion hurdle sizing Europe there good, a good few times at Goran and then a couple of good races yeah sizing it, Europe and um, was it Road to Riches yeah they did a storming race one time yeah after Road to Riches won the Galway Plate but this would be three or if yeah. not four this would be unbelievable five grade one class horses challenging each other if, uh, if it happens, I hope people really go and support it. And, and, if, and listen, a lovely track. Listen, get to Gorn if you can. Follow Tony Keenan around the place. Get <laughs> selfies with him. But more importantly, watch this and at the races because this is going to be a phenomenal race to watch. Tell you what, I give a bit of stick to odds compilers on occasion. Price this. But sure, they haven't done it yet, haven't they? Uh, no, but God, and I wouldn't blame if, them. If, if the tri- if the three big guns go, oh, it'll be a tricky race. The price, and I wouldn't like to try and anticipate which way the market will go. Good God. Will we, will we guess? Would you make our Duke favourite? No. Would you make Duvan favourite? I think you probably have to. I think yeah. you probably have to. It's easy to forget what a bloody brilliant horse he is. Yeah, you know, this was the second coming before Sam Crow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, a very tiff, very, and he could be very weak on the day. Oh God! Tough race, the price. It's typical Willie to pull can, a horse like him out on heavy ground, but because of the the scarcity of, of options, <sighs> he probably is going to run. Good Jesus. Um, Good. So God. let me put this to you then as well. Uh, Rich Ritchie was was saying to us at the Dublin Racing Festival that kind of wants to keep them separate if he can. Mint's clearly champion chase class. 
I don't think there's any reason to go up and trip with him. If Duvan does stay, like if he's a, if he's a staying on second, for example, but if he goes and wins, it's the Ryanair for him then, isn't it? Probably, I'd yeah. say Rich wouldn't mind splitting him if he could. And Main is a champion chaser. That's I, I, he has no business going further at the no. minute, given the style, the style of in which he races. Um, but Jesus, you couldn't go to a bigger price. Present him Percy, get the seven pounds. He's on, he's unpenalized here. Some race this. Some race oh this. God. And if presenting Percy, if presenting Percy is a close third to Duvan and our Duke, if he's just in around there. He's immediately surpassing Monolith's favourite for the Orsay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's and I just, I, I love the boldness of the campaign as well, because I, I wrote an article about this, it might have been this time last year. If it was up to me, lads, I wouldn't, I, I, I'd get rid of grade one novice chases from like the middle of February onwards. You said this on the podcast as well. Yeah, they, w- they wouldn't exist. I'd get rid of them. i get rid of them. And the very best novice chasers, such as your your footpads, your petit mouchois, your presenting Percy's, they'd be obliged to go into open company for the spring festivals. I think this is very funny, though, Fantastic. considering the fact that for Joseph, you're such a, uh, a conservative campaigner. Oh, this is in the but best. This is in the best interest of the sport. But at Kennedy. the same time, you're like, ah, do away with these novice chases. Forget Foot, it. Footpad could win a champion chase. Yeah, he could. Of course, of course, he could. Of course, Foot, he could. Footpad could absolutely win a champion chase this this season. I'm finding it very interesting that there's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork now going, ah, Footpad's overrated. Have they? Good. Where? Who? Oh, I've heard that a few really? times. Really? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that project at Cheltenham. Good luck. Um, and I'm more than happy to replay this if you get stuffed, but good luck with that sh- project. Uh, so give me, let's assume they all run your selection. Do you know what? <sighs> you know. Do it. Do what you were going to th- say. <laughs> Stick with your guts. Stick with your gut instinct. Assuming presenting Percy was the bit was the outsider of three here three big guns even on ground that he isn't he handles it I don't think he's at his very best on it receiving seven pounds over this trip I would I would I would nearly fancy presenting Percy is it possible that there was the Galmoy hurdle wasn't it isn't it possible that that race could have taken a bit out of him on that ground maybe he could have but he showed last season he's, he's tough Mm-hmm. He's that's tough. true that's he, very true he did a fair bit of racing now between Christmas uh, you know he, tr- he two runs after he two runs between Christmas and Cheltenham last year and this will be his second run you know he's, he's been generally lightly campaigned this season I'd play that Conor McGregor clip when he's starting to annoy me now uh, that we used last year but hats off to Phil Smith because he was absolutely absolutely right about this horse for all the slagging we gave him uh, I, I'm cautious of he saying he was right or he was wrong yeah, I know when you wrote an article about it and I completely understand why you're saying that but um, he bolted up he did He he. I for me he improved a lot for the better ground moving uh, swiftly along I see Abyssal is entered after 1073 days off the track yeah again same as same as um, up for review it's just be just nice to see him back on the track um I'm very puzzled by this Red Mills uh, hurdle trial. Um, good old Mick Jazz has entered. I was telling you about the fact that I got a tweet from somebody saying, "Stop having a go, at Mick Jazz. He's my favourite horse in training." <laughs> uh, and I'm not. Uh, by the way, I'm not mocking you with that accent. I'm just like amazed that he's your favourite horse in training. But obviously, you just landed a right touch with him, and well done to you, by the way. Nothing, um, nothing against Mick Jazz. Uh, he'd have a big chance here. Why is Bacardi's entered over two miles? Don't know. Willie Mullins. Willie Mullins, bingo. 
Yeah, um, a pretty disappointing set of entries. Really I mean, is, to say, to because be, to, Identity to be, to be Thief just looks totally out of love with the game. I don't know what the crack is there, but he's he's been gone for a little while, hasn't he? So would it come down to... Um, Tombstone back over hurdles? Tombstone, yeah, and one of our regular listeners... Um, wasn't his his parent? I think his his family bred the horse. So and they've got a f- uh, a sister running very soon as well. So they're uh, they're loving life with him. Um, what about the one at the bottom? Pronounce that for me. I always uh, get it wrong. That is the one at the bottom. The Philly. Oh, Lagos to Vegas. No, the oh, Philly. Sorry. Um. Paravuga Laguna Nona. Prava Laguna. Yeah, Prava Laguna. Let's go with that. Um. She'd be getting weight. Yeah, good luck. Okay. Good luck. All right. I'd, br- I'd rather Lagos to Vegas to her now. Okay. That's um, that's Gorn taken care of. Uh, let's make a trip to Haydock, shall we? So we've got the Grand National Trial um, at Haydock. Uh, they are going to run over three mile and four and a half furlongs. It's a race that Vion Leon Rouge won last season. Vion Leon Rouge. Uh, Vion Leon Rouge. Uh, he's out, and he's re- been replaced by De Klondike, which I am fascinated by and was absolutely delighted to hear when I talked this horse up on the Matchbook podcast. Roy Delargy instantly came in and went, yep, I can see a very strong case for him. Do you love a pipey handicap chaser? I do. I really do, because they paid off in, in years gone by, although I did my nuts on Moonracer at the weekend, <laughs> uh, th- although that was over hurdles. Um, Black Line. He tops the weights uh, he's rated 161 he's going to carry 11 stone 12 to put it in perspective the Klondike's rated 140 will carry 10 stone 5 it's probably going to be heavy ground Sam Tristan Davis is riding him for the first time in a long time um, but his form is red hot that's second at the start of the season to the now we know for sure flat track bully Bristol de May uh, or Bristol de May as uh, the pronunciation was changed to this season <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Um, but he's a flat track bully and nothing more and he goes straight to entry to prove that um, but then what he did over the entry fences was just sensational uh, I would just think that the Klondike is young I'm fascinated that Vion Leon Rouge doesn't go I'm fascinated by the fact that Tom Scudamore was jocked up to ride this horse uh, yesterday while Vion Leon Rouge was still in the entries and the news only came out today Thursday as we were recording that Vion Leon Rouge doesn't go. And he's six. He stays well. Um, I think he'll get this trip. He's getting a lot of weight. I think he's a cracking bet. Don't have a strong opinion of this now, but... Um, but, but Black Lion, oh, Jesus. That's a, that's a lot of weight he's got to carry. That, it is, on heavy it ground is, as well. It Kevin. will require a near Gold Cup winning performance in in, in terms of numbers. So for, him, for him to defy this. So there's a few people on the tweet machine who are doing their... They're going insane because they've got fancy prices about, about Black Line and they're freaking out that Big Nige uh, just wants to go for for Aintree. He's going to skip the Gold Cup. If he won this, and this is a line from Rory, wouldn't he be obliged to go for the Gold Cup? On, on figures, he probably would. On figures, he probably would, but you're not going to have an easy race around here. No. No, no, no. You know, he, he'd have a fine chance in the Gold Cup. He likes the place. Mm. And he clearly stays really well. Um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes here. I just think it's too much weight. It's a lot of weight. 
he could run an absolute smasher and finish second. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, oh, look, it's all relative. You know, how many well handicapped uh, rivals is he up against? Certainly a couple, but looks of it. Uh, but we'll wait and see. The Klondike lads, get on. Get on, lads and ladies. The Klondike gets the job done at the weekend. <laughs> I've, al- I've already got him stuck in the massive Lucky 31. <laughs> Yes, that's right, Kevin. 31 horses have been back to the weekend. So many horses. Uh, let's talk about the Champion Hurdle Trial, which is the race that Bouvedere really should have run in because that contender's hurdle should not exist. <laughs> it's a ridiculous race. So we've got the Kingwell Hurdle, um, which really just isn't as strong as it used to be back in the day. Uh, last year, Yanworth... races there. Yeah, Yanworth ran, won this race last year, though, and after that was being sent off favourite for the Champion Hurdle. Uh, this time around... Chittabello is favourite. No, he's not. Call Me Lord is somehow favoured for this race. By the off, I'm pretty certain Chittabello will be favoured. Mm. Well, if Marmo has anything to do with it, he will. Marmo is going to get sucked in. Apparently, the rumour has it. I don't know if he's going to appreciate me saying this or not, but Stephen Harris has said it so many times that we might as well say it in the final furlong as well. The rumour is it ha- has it that uh, Marmo has basically had the retirement bet on this for the champion hurdle. If he sneaks into the first three, Marmo's off to Dubai. That'd and that's it. Right. Fair yeah. play. Yeah. All the fancy prices have been got. Yeah, well, look, this will be a big test for Call Me Lord. Um, Chittabello is, um, I think, you know, he's very good. Is he top class? I don't think he is. Tip top, I'm talking. A champion hurdle horse. Um, clearly very good, but maybe falls a little bit short at the very highest level. But he's a one five six horse, true and true, I'd say. And if Call Me Lord can go and beat him, and beat him well, that makes him super interesting because he's only a bab himself, Call Me Lord. He's only five. He's, you know, only had the, the you know, six or seven spins over hurdles. Uh, and this is his acid test, you might say. Oh, there we go. So I'll be interested to see Sneaking how this it goes. In. Wouldn't have a strong opinion on it, but I'll be watching it with, with great interest. Yeah. Um, Elgin will probably get a bit of attention as well. Uh, I think he's third favourite currently Flying Tiger if he was to line up would be interesting as well but Dame Rose for Johnny Burke um, getting all the weight allowances is would be a massive price but could run well but also interestingly enough Cliffs of Dover is back do you remember when Cliffs of Dover was being talked up as, as a huge horse for Nichols he's, he's back do, yeah. 434 days off the track good luck um, so yeah we'll, we'll see obviously that's going to be a comeback race for him but we'll see how he gets on uh, I, I see your point about Chittabello I suspect his second to Yanworth in this race is good enough to see him win this it could, it could well be it's all a, he sets the standard the bar is there and it's got Chittabello's name on it and yeah. it's up to Call Me Lord to come up and, and top it yeah and it's a fair ask for him to do so now well look he needs to improve does he need to improve six pounds maybe not maybe less hmm Let's see. Fun. It'll be a fun race to watch. I think Chittabella will go a favourite, and I suggest you take that price. Uh, can't help but notice that we're owed a bit of money on the Holy One. Oh, the and he runs on Sunday, no, live on at the races. Holy One. This is at Navin, is it? Yep. Who trains that? That'll be trained by Jessica Harrington. Who's the assistant trainer? Uh, that would be Kate Harrington. There we go. Who put this up as a horse to follow. <laughs> on the final Furlong podcast not so long ago we'll have her on again before Cheltenham <laughs> um, that's if she's still talking to us uh, and um, yeah surely the Holy One wins at the weekend because I think I speak for all the listeners when I say unbelievable <laughs> 
The boy in hurdle, Kevin Blake. Uh, there is a number of high-profile entries here. Let's just talk about the one you want to talk about, Kenners. The, the one we all want to talk about. Tiger Roll. <laughs> so back from Cheltenham, having schooled over the fences, uh, he ran a nice little schooling session behind the absolute machine that is Cause of Causes. Sorry, I'll correct you there, Emmett. He was in front of Cause of Causes. Ah, but Cause of Causes was only laughing at him when they got Pro- to the, to the proper line. Proper order. Um, Tiger Roll jumping like a bunny. And as was Cause of Causes. So Tiger Roll will run an honourable race at Cheltenham to be second to the absolute machine. I can't believe he's still 3-1. to one. Cause of Causes wins doing handstands. <laughs> Jamie Codd blowing kisses to the crowd. Uh. Christoph Sumion style uh, as um, Lisa O'Neill and Tiger Roll finish a gallant second at Cheltenham. The 1-2 for Gordon. The reverse forecast is an absolute maximum bet. Right, come on. Vroom Vroom Mag. So Vroom Vroom Mag runs is what I'm told she does Um, and has started to sparkle in her work I'm told as well in recent weeks but had been doing absolutely nothing all season but recently just has started to flourish yeah we got that impression alright that you know she just wasn't sparkling so it'll be great to see her back Uh, and if she wins here she'll be she'll, she'll be the big danger to the Jade yeah you'd imagine yeah great to see her back can't help but notice that Let's Dance is in here as well um, yeah, retrieval mission. Hasn't really gone her way, hasn't it? No, 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 no. retrieval mission. Mm. Um, Been absolutely disappointing. Even when she won at Leopardstown now, she wouldn't have blown me away. Um, well, they examined the trip with her last time, the longer trip, and, you know, disappointing. Did, was, did, it, was it the trip or was she just disappointing? I don't know. Did she ever travel in that race, really? She didn't really travel the day she won. Well, that was Paul Townend's comment, wasn't it? That she won well, but he said, no, that's not her. Yeah, I'd be, I be. I don't know what kind of place she's in at the minute, but, you know, look, with her record, it wouldn't be a shock if, if Willie coaxes some uh, coaxes a bit of spark out of her. Hmm. If we, once this weather heats up and we get a bit of sun on our back, uh, some of these fillies can be like that. Absolutely. Uh, Augusta and Kate's... it's bloody cold in Ireland right it's now. It's freezing. Uh, Augusta Kate is entered as well, and she deserves a mention too. Um, with regard to Vroom Vroom Mag, at the start of the season when we were doing our Cheltenham preview with Lydia Hislop, you were making the argument that Apple's Jade at the time was a short price favourite. She's now 7-4 to four on, I think, because they've gone non-runner no bet. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but that Vroom Vroom Mag had had the interrupted preparation. Uh, she'd gone wide, was the point I was making. And she could have got a lot closer to Apple's Jade she might not have beaten her but she could have no, absolutely absolutely and your your argument was you put forward then she's 10 to 1 Apple's Jade is 2 to 1 this is a no brainer Vroom Vroom Mag is the bet if she comes out and runs well at the weekend that 10 to 1 is going to be long gone oh big time it'll probably be gone before then I'd say hmm uh, but I'm happy to see her back I'm a big Vroom Vroom fan yeah um, while while we've discovered in the last season or two that maybe she isn't a tip top grade one performer she's a very very good yeah and to be fair that is a grade one and she could win it absolutely she'd be a yeah. big threat to um, Apple's Jade who has got the better of her but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Vroom Vroom uh, got her on the day um, Bacardi's has an entry here as well yeah a secret horse for the stairs for a lot of people. Yeah, look, good luck to him. I, to be honest, I would have fancied him against uh, presenting Percy before he was an on-runner at Goran Park. Okay, the other day. interesting. And g- given the concerns about presenting Percy on the ground that proved unfounded. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, great to see him back over hurdles. We'll see how he jumps. And we'll, we'll 
uh, assess his Cheltenham prospects based on what he does there. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention from Navin at the weekend? I don't think so, Just no. Going through the card here, I'm not seeing. I do see Graham Wiley has another horse entered. Uh, Bonbon Omil mm. in the four o'clock, yeah, possibly. Uh, and the bumper, there's a number of Jarda Sullivan horses entered. Uh, a couple of them. Just and the only reason I mention that is just further proof that he's got a boatload of horses. Actually, he's got another Grain Wally horse called Stay Humble in that bumper. Um, but I think that horse is meant to be quite good, actually. Uh, rumor has it. But Jared Sullivan once again has an absolute boatload of horses with Willie Mullins, and it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Nice. Oh yes, I've seen it. Now Jessica Harrington has an interesting horse there as well in the bumper called Press Conference. Oh, tell us more, Kevin Blake. Who was good in his point-to-point? Um, John Murphy. Okay. Trained him, and he subsequently sold for one sixty. Uh, and he's a nice horse. Right. He's a nice horse. Okay, good to know. I saw that. Uh, I saw that win. Uh, the video of it, at least. All right, let's do it. Okay. Producer D, fire up that jingle again. Cold in the sea. Yeah! There's gold in them there, sad boys! Gold in the sand! Man, as you were saying earlier on, it's been so long since we <laughs> since we played that jingle. Years. Um, so we get to talk about Dundalk again, Kevin. This is one of the great things about going twice a week. Gold in the sand can be discussed. Uh, you have owned Dundalk over the years, so we're going to cover all of these races on At The Races on Get In uh, tomorrow, so let's not give it all away. But how many races would you like to talk about? Um, I, I've prepped them all. I can talk about whatever you want, Kenners, but like I say, we'll be, we'll be doing this in more depth tomorrow. Well, let's do three then. Let's okay. give away three gold in the sand. Okay. Um, we'll start with your strongest one. Which race is that in? Uh... At the prices right now, and I suspect these prices will be long gone. Well, they will be by the time this podcast comes out. Um, at the seven o'clock. Okay, so so this is you stealing my hard work. Um, well, I noticed he's blue everywhere already. Oh no! Uh, so I don't think that was we, we can plead not guilty to that. Uh, I feel like a scumbag just talking about horses the night before. Never mind actually backing them. Never mind, Kevin. Never mind. Um, but War Room is very interesting. He, he's and again now he's a nine-year-old. He's been there and done it a million times at this stage around Dundalk, but his drop back to a really attractive mark. Um, like he, he he's won four times over course and distance. His last one was about a year ago, off 65. He runs here off 51, and last time he just shaped like he was coming back to life. Mm-hmm. He uh, he had a wide out spin, and uh, didn't get a whole lot of room and just wasn't beaten up to finish fifth and I'd say it was just the run of a horse that, that looked like he was coming into form the issue here is the draw 14 yeah. not ideal and he, he won this race last year and he won it from a stall 11 so I'd imagine he'll be dropped in And Johnny Burke rode him uh, did, he, did he win on him? yep uh, Gary Halpin's up now you know claiming a three, three he's, yeah. he's a fully fledged jockey you know Gary Halpin he's been around forever and he's and he's, and he's more than capable uh, and look the, if the first couple of furlongs go well and he gets a bit of a slot um, I, I'd say I could see him running very well it's just a, a, a typical ordinary Dundalk not the 65 with nothing really lepping out you know mm. you've got the likes of rummaging there who's got a million pounds in hand on his old form but doesn't look like this quite the same horse yeah uh, so yeah he, he'd be 
he at the price if I if I was in magical, wonderful fantasy land and I could actually take prices at this time, I would be all over that twelve to one. <laughs> but I I strongly suspect it'd be it'd be more like half that I'd say by the time we're talking about it tomorrow evening. Can we just say for my own sanity? that uh, on Get In last year one of the sites was me holding up a sign saying <laughs> War Room Get On behind Vanessa in the background it just happened that I was on the wrong day it was a couple of weeks later he won yeah. but I'm and a look, big fan and of and that's course. the nature of the, these handicappers that mm. kind of have been there and done it you're just trying to catch him at the right point in their form cycle and I suspect he's coming into form now but it's just a case of whether he, you know, it's whether he gets the run of it on the night and yeah. from 14 he's going to need a little bit of luck to get a slot but if he gets a slot and the first couple of furlongs go well, um, I, I'd imagine he'll finish off very well and hopefully be, be bang in the mix. Well, Gary Halpin, the ideal jockey in a rating of 51 is just... Yeah, look, if, if things drop right for him, he'll win off that. But, yeah. you know, it's all about things dropping right. Yeah, uh, respect to rummaging, but it's all about war room. Okay, the second race we're going to talk about at uh, Dundalk. <sighs> let me see, let me see. The... I will. T- I'll just talk about one more. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to need one more for a patent. What? So you can give me that off air for three. I'm struggling to really pinpoint one though. I kind of have sneaky fancies in all of them without going up, jumping up and down. I could make a case for political policy. I'm probably going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, that, we'll talk about that very quickly. He coming back in trip would help him. Yeah. I suspect. Pat Smullen's going to be a big help. Um, absolutely, as always. But one thing I would say is that if you look at um, Zafu, Joseph's horse was, was quite wrong with political policy at the weights the last day. Um, and he's actually, he beat him, he finished the length and the quarter in front of political policy and he's actually nine pounds better off with him. Um, so he's substantially better off with political policy based on that run. Mm. It was over two miles. I don't think it was ideal for political policy, but I, I don't think it was ideal for Zafu. He um, he pulled very hard. Um, that's him, but he pulled especially hard, I thought, despite getting a lovely, you know, covered up ride on the night. Um, he, he disgraced himself the pre- his previous Ooh. two starts, missing the kick badly, but he got it back together last time and hopefully he'll do that again. I think a mile and a half is probably his ideal trip. Um, and from five, uh, hopefully Wayne will just be able to get him covered up and get him settled and deliver him late because anyone that would have watched last week's race would have seen that when he got to the front, he he looked like a right quirk bag, to be fair. He he, he dives off to his right. Um, so, look, there should be a, bit, a good bit of pace in this race looking at it. And if he can get slotted away and covered up, he should run a good race. But I wouldn't put you off political policy either. Um, I don't think Zafu's thrown in or anything, but I, I fully expect him to run very well. Okay. Is this a race that you've planned for? Um, ah, look, these these races pick themselves okay. during Dundalk. You know, there's no great imagination needed. There's only so many options, and there was an obvious one for him. So, in terms of a bet, then the the second one that you wanted to really mention. Ah, oh, cha cha cha. Well, I'm I'm a little bit surprised Art Nouvelle is the price she is. Okay. Um, people go another Joseph horse, but I I thought she'd be shorter. Um. This, you know, Master Speaker is the fav here. Master Speaker has been a source of you know, biblical amounts of frustration for people over the years. Rated 101 at one stage. Um, he, he 
plummeted in the handicap, switched to Ado McGuinness, and Ado won with him first time of asking last time. Won well enough. I thought he got a beautiful ride off Robbie Downey, well delivered from the rear. Gone up six pounds for that. Look, clearly still well handicapped on his old form. But could you rely on him to do it again? Look, maybe Ado's found the key. Maybe he'll go on and prove another stone. But at the end of the day, he's three wins from 57 life. Lifetime, smaller field here. You know, slightly different circumstances to last time. Will Robbie be able to pull off as good a ride again? You know, at the price, I'd be happy enough to give him a little, to give him a, to give him a miss. Togaville's in second. You know, he's deadly around Dundalk. He's won nine times around there. Mm -hmm. Last win was off 86. He's off 90 here. Ran well last time. Uh, would be a candidate to make the running. Um, is he well handicapped enough to beat one that, that's a bit more progressive than himself? Maybe not. I, I fully expect him to go and run his race. Um, I think six maybe suits him better than seven. So, you know, in that regard, it will suit him. But I just think Art Nouvelle could get a lovely spin around the inside here. Um, she won at Lingfield there over Christmas. Uh, you know, she's had a high of 89. She dropped down the handicapper, gave her a chance. Um, had a lovely run back at Dundalk, went over to Lingfield, did the job. Race went perfectly, you'd have to say. Got the box seat, got the split she needed, yeah. uh, and, and went and won. Form is working out okay, just okay. No better than that. Um, went up five pounds, and I'd look from stall two, I'd be pretty hopeful she'd get the box seat again. And um, and I could see her being banged there. I, I'm surprised she's kind of five and six to one. I thought she'd be shorter than that. Uh, again, not one you'd be putting your life on, but I'd be very disappointed if she wasn't banged there. Okay. Um, and that's the dead eight. So if you are of a scumbag inclination, uh, I think that would be a reasonable option for you, <laughs> you scumbag. You absolute scumbag. <laughs> uh, haven't heard back from the uh, lovely gentleman who sent it, that, that incredibly kind email. Please do not email emerson96fm.ie anymore. I do not work there anymore. I resigned. For obviously, I'm working with Matchbook and at the races now. Well, you know, we do the podcast, so I suppose it's final furlong, really. But it's with team at the races, and rabble, we're rabble. team at the races. But uh, I had to ask them to stop my Emerson 96 of account because I was still getting updates going. Please mention this. Please mention that. So uh, a lot of listeners, to be fair, did email that account. Um, I've removed it from Twitter. What's and the relevance of all this? Because I got that <laughs> lovely email to to both of us from a listener who um, had a one career. Uh, in London oh, yeah, and yeah, has okay, switched yeah, yeah, to become yeah, yeah. a scumbag odds compiler and he's done it mostly because of listening to the Final Four podcast for the last four years what does this have to do with anything we've heard all this before haven't heard back from him if he got the job so I'd love to know he hasn't even got the job he was going for it ah stop you don't tell people you're going for a job boss but you wait till you get it that's why we didn't give the name out or what his previous career was he, but prob I, he probably didn't get the job I, I'd say he walked it I'd say he walked it I think they're desperate for compilers now if you can uh, can you use a calculator great you're are, hired are you a monkey yes you're hired done um, so best of luck hopefully, hopefully you got it uh, I'm going to have to get a, one more from you for a patent because I haven't studied Zundalk yet but I promise I will and uh, last year I had the first two so let's see if I can try and do that again also Vanessa just crushes it on the all weather well, she, she did one time <laughs> one uh, she was actually highly embarrassed she tipped so many winners but let's see if she can do uh, it again she wasn't highly embarrassed she's been living off it ever since it's on her CV and everything it's on she, her LinkedIn page there was one point she had one her one time tipped six winners at Dundalk or whatever it there was. was one point she had her head in her hands right I'm going to tell you this um, listener just because you're so loyal to the show Vanessa actually had her head in her hands going oh my god like how have I done this 
but then she did go on her LinkedIn page because I said, hey, do you know, you have to go on your LinkedIn page, Vanessa. One, once upon a time, tip eight winners on a single night on Get In and absolutely oh, crushed it. Um, one more you want. Yes. I'll give you one more, but it's a, it's it's slightly tricky. It's in the 6.30. Okay. It's the reserve. Feisty Katerina. Ah. If she gets in, I'd fancy her. Okay. Um, don't like the fav. The fav is very much opposable, but it's such a bad maiden that you're kind of in desperation of stakes finding something to beat him. Uh, Port lines. He's been very solid, very consistent. I don't necessarily like the step up to a mile combined with first-time cheek pieces. I think he could be a little bit vulnerable if something can get him off the bridle. Um, but I'd hope that feisty Katarina will get in. Um, and that she'd be an interesting one against them. She's first reserve, isn't she? Yes, the only reserve. She's only, only reserve. So for, for the Duke, Brendan Duke. Yeah, I was just going to say for Brendan Duke, um, owned by the Bulgers. And uh, there's a number of like insanely priced horses in this race. So hopefully one of them has the decency to just pull out. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and allow this horse to have the run. Uh, you're not a big fan of port lines at all. Oh, I don't mind them, but I just think a mile cheek pieces. Not, yeah. not what I'd want. I can see, you know, absolutely see why they'd run here. Godolphin actually had another one in the race at the entry stage that kind of frightened off a lot of people. I'd say. Okay. Um, Joseph had a few entries now as well, but um, they didn't run. Uh, they're going to wait until next week. Um, yeah. That's it. Uh, if the the other Godolphin one would have been an absolute stonewall certainty. What's uh, the horse that? What's that horse called? Um, he was second to Downdraft last time. Um, let me get his name. It begins with a C, and ran a lovely race behind Downdraft to finish second. It his name was is, uh, Cockalorum. Okay, so he's an absolute solid moral good thing. Yeah, he'll win. One, he'll win one of these. Yeah, yeah. He's, okay. a, he's a nice horse. We got a number of complaints. Oi, oi. on the tweet machine for uh, Monday's show why was it uh, Tuesday's show actually sorry we had uh, technical issues on Monday so we released it we recorded it and released it on Tuesday and said um, how dare you release a podcast under an hour Kennedy's fault it Gen- was genuinely Kennedy's fault what was, it? was it 57 minutes long it wasn't long at all I thought we were just getting going and we were finishing that was your point there towards the end yeah yeah. Uh, so a number of people so uh, you're going to be very disappointed with this one then as well because it's like an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> Is that what we're all? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, first of all, the couple of talking points. Um, you were shaking your head and grinning away here when you walked in. Total Recall has been rerouted and he will go for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just unexpected really. I'm not going to knock it. Horse could run a massive race. Um, it just wasn't really the path we expect them to take to get there but hey ho great gold cup needs more uh proper contenders and he's a good horse mm. just he, unexpected he'd have a chance for sure oh yeah absolutely yeah Ta- talent coming out of his ears to be fair yeah, it's a wide open race uh so we're doing the cheltenham festival preview night on the 7th of march as we return to the ghost uh barry garrity is going to join us on the night old man tony keenan will be sending his son tony jr <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And Boise will be back, which means I presume that Boise will be once again putting up serious Darius after he got the job done uh, for Ruth Jefferson. It's his year, lads. It's his year. And, and of course, the big talking point that we got a lot of tweets about was, lads, what's happened? 
the new one's been taken out of the champion hurdle. He's going for the stairs. So, so this you, you truly know, is. You know what's happened. This truly is Sirius Darius's year. Sam has just obviously sat there at the com- well. Nige has been at the computer with his finger lingering on the button of the BHA admin site, and Sam has a shotgun pointed at him. <laughs> Take him out, Nige. Press it. Press it. Take him out. Well, now, no, no. Press it. To Let be me fair, see press it. To be fair, now to Nige and to Sam. Um, Sam agreed to run in the champion hurdle last season as long as he was promised that they could go for the stairs this year so his dad has kept his promise wouldn't it be funny if they supplemented the back in (laughs) 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 imagine (laughs) Booba there has stepped on a stone and is out but the good news is the new one's back in supplemented (laughs) Um, imagine the more I look at the champion hurdle the more I think you know, I, I think my my tender was dead. I'll In all seriousness, I'm, it, I'm surprised they've taken him out, just in case something like that did happen. It, it's absolutely gut wrenching to to, <laughs> to to beat my own horse. You know, I beat our own horse at over there. I mean, I'll tend is right, so I'll, 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 I'll have to do something. I'm doing a Cheltenham preview with Nikki. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get someone to go there and periscope it. And I'll oh, it's, oh, it's been streamed live. Oh, nice. It's been streamed Excellent. live. Yeah, Excellent. I'll give you all the information about I'll it. I'll totally watch that. Uh, on attheracist.com, David piped to bide his time before choosing Moonracer's festival target. Uh, you're the only person that cares. Apparently not. It's on the front page of attheracist.com. You're the only person that cares. Uh, I bet you it's the most clicked article of the day. Oh, stuff. The nine-year-old will be ready for an outing in either the Coral Cup or the Randox Health County Hurdle. County Hurdle, he'll go for it, lads. He's 25 to 1 for the County Hurdle. Come on, and move on, move on. Absolutely bolt up. Oh, you wanted to mention a horse from uh, Tuesday, and I cut you off because I said, no, we're donezo. What was the horse you wanted to talk about? From Tuesday? Oh, last Tuesday. Yes. Um, uh, San Calavaros. Yes. We never got to talk so about it. So tell him. us more about this horse. Uh, because somebody, um, somebody tweeted us and said, I can't believe you didn't talk about the Arkle winner. Uh, which obviously would have a lot of us going what 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 ah here but this, like, is, hang this, on now. this is a lovely horse it's a lovely horse and it was a very impressive win but come on in any other year now he'd be bang at the top of the market he's a lovely horse um, and I'll freely admit he wasn't really on my radar um, up until I saw this and I went back and looked at his, his previous two starts over fences and he's impressive hmm He's he's exciting to watch. He he his jumping technique, it's low, it's fast. He's hurdling his fences. He's an impressive horse. He does he hits the ground hard enough now. The good ground at Cheltenham or or you know the 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 typical good to soft would be a slight concern for yeah. me. But by God, he's fun to watch over a fence. You it, it's sort of fist in mouth now because while he hasn't put a foot wrong I'd say there would be a capacity for for him to get it wrong because he's so aggressive and so low hmm. that especially in a situation like Cheltenham where he's against better horses that are that are really trapping he could potentially land in the middle of one but by god he's fun to watch and he's talented that was a big effort he smashed up Diego de Charmille who I know isn't wouldn't be top of the list of your, your star no, horses no it wouldn't but, but, but Nor- Norhill Harvey was beating six furlongs as well that's he, right he's, yeah. he's a so, good horse I mean, there, were, there were smart horses in behind I still think footpad's an absolute solid moral but oh I, I, I agree but I, I wouldn't sleep on this horse he's good he's if, very good if this horse was trained by Nicky or by Paul so the old cliche there'd be an awful lot more talk about him possibly and he you know he has had a, a low profile 
uh, lead in. You know, his, his two starts prior to this were, were novice handicap chases. Yeah. At Newbury. You know, but he's, he's, he's been bolting up. And the jumping technique would just take your eye. Yeah. It's, he's fun to watch. Now, if you didn't get a chance to see it, uh, watch it. It's fun to watch. Yeah, no, I take it back. To be fair, he um, he he he's definitely fun to watch. He's definitely an interesting horse. I still think Footpad's an absolute solid. Solid. Stick him in your lucky fifteens and your lucky thirty ones. He gets the job done. Good night and good luck. See you later. We, we're making we're making all the money. We're getting paid. All right, let's wrap this up and get on the road. Did you get the check? From? Did you get the check, dog? Did you get the check, my friend? Yes. Where's my check? No idea what you're talking about. The commission payment. <laughs> oh, for the for our um, point to pointer. Did you get the no, check? No, not yet. I've, I've sent my invoice. Uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, ten percent, ten percent from Vanessa Ryle. She talked up a horse in the podcast last week, and it sold for uh, four hundred thousand. Just the four hundred thousand <laughs> of the Queen Sovereigns. Ironically, Envoy Allen. Oh, I can't find that horse, Vanessa. How do you spell it? E N. <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa, I know how to spell Envoy. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't spelled the way you'd expect that boy to be spelled. <laughs> but there you go. So she talked up the horse, and he ends up being sold as one of the most high-profile horses of the week at the Cheltenham Sales um, for £400,000 the, the Queen's mo- Sovereign. The third most expensive point-to-pointer ever sold a public auction, I believe. And he's going to Gordy. He's going to Gordy. Another exciting one for Gordon. Do we know who owns him? Um... God, I might have read it earlier, but I can't quite remember. Okay, doesn't doesn't matter. The most important thing is we're getting our ten percent. Ah, five percent now would be the typical ah, agent's commission, but here no, now. we both have to get five percent, so ten percent. This is the po- <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is the podcast. Like, come on, you know, we 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 took this horse up in the UK and Ireland to get that price. Oh, going. the reach, the reach of this podcast, Kennedy. Phenomenal. You can charge more than ten percent. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and thank you so much for the kind words on social media as well. I do say this every week, but it really does mean an awful lot to us. Um, Kevin, as you well know and have become so used to at this stage, just wants more. That's all it is. And I do. And lads, I want more five-star reviews because I happened to check it the other day. I hadn't checked it for a little while. What's the story? And there hasn't been a, a huge amount of extra recently. What? And that, that, that angers me, to be honest. So it turns out if you don't put the pressure on, we you don't get the reviews. If you, if you don't squeeze it, you won't get the juice, lads. Talk <laughs> about le- talking about lemons and oranges, of course, here, you sick individuals. Um, so, yes, if you go on to your... This is on a, this is applicable to Apple users, Apple yes. iPhones. You're, you're free if you're uh, an Android or uh, Google user. And this could... To be fair, the vast majority of these reviews were given when this was a much more complicated process. So yes. if you looked at this originally and said, I can't be arsed to do that, too complicated. Guys, it's much easier now on the updated Apple Podcast app. So you go into the podcast app. You go to Shows, the Shows tab. You find the final Furlong podcast, which we all assume you've subscribed to. Click into that and scroll, 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 scroll all the way down to the very bottom. You will see a section for ratings and reviews. You'll see five stars. You click on the one at the extreme right to give us five stars. And it, it it's it's self-explanatory from there. Right, right. Review. I think I think you go into search final furlong podcast and then go to reviews. No, no, no. You if you're subscribed, you can go into your library, your shows. Click if if I've just done it, Kennedy. It's possible. I've got the phone in front of me here. 
You can also Oh, go, you're right. I take it back. You I can also go to the search facility and type in Final Furlong Podcast and click on it there. That. It's all the one. But basically, when you're in the Final Furlong Podcast uh, area, scroll down to the bottom, hit the five, the fifth star, the one on the extreme right, uh, write a short review, say you're following instructions as a as a podcast I enjoy listening to, Crime and Sports. I'll give a plug too because I love that podcast. They say that. Tell us you're following instructions. We don't care. What's important is the review. Oh, my God. Did you see the most latest review on Ar- in Ireland? I might have. No, go on. Uh, it was on Friday oh from God. Richard Awkward. Oh hashtag oh. Kennedy Loves Women. That's it. Thank you, Richard. Come to us at the Cheltenham Preview. If you're lucky enough to get a ticket, and I will give you a personal pot noodle prize. February 1st. I honestly haven't read this beforehand. This is from I, Ronan Cooper. And the headline is Proud. Been listening to the show since early 2015 and have never interacted on social media with the pod, but felt with the big announcement, it was a better time than ever. The banter and conversation is top-notch, as well as good knowledge of the game. From Frankie Tight Lips to Kennedy Loves Women, <laughs> Kevin Blake, what have you done? I look forward to listening every week and see what the crack is happening. From the age of 16, listening to the pod, it has sparked an interest in a truly great sport. I'm proud to say I've witnessed the transformation of the podcast and wish the team all the best as they take to the big stage on ITV. P.S. heading to Leopardstown Saturday, and if I'm on the telly box, I promise you'll hear Armadillo! <laughs> that, that, that man, uh, Ronan, could very well have been one of the people who roared Armadillo at you. Quite, there was plenty of them. Yeah. Quite possibly. Nice review, Ronan, but we don't like nice things. We don't like these... these uh, hang these, on a these, second. Hold on a second. These soppy reviews. Ronan's, wait, 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 shut up. Ronan started listening to this podcast in 2015. He's been with us from pretty much the start, and he started listening at the age of 16, and he took the time... To write, that's not look. Look how long that is. Oh, I know. Yeah, thanks right. very much, Ronan. Ronan, thank you. Thank you so so much for taking the time and to go into the effort of, of writing that. And um, we're very proud to be joining ITV. We're incredibly <laughs> proud to be part of Team at the Races. And uh, thank you for taking the time to do that. But what I prefer in my reviews is a bit of humour, a bit of humour. And Garlic Gobbler here a few weeks, well, a couple of months ago now, his review is: There's, There's only, only one, one Don Pulley. There's only one Don Pulley. He can run in any race. He's got bags of pace. Oh, hang on a second. I know what this is. Yeah. There's only one Don Pulley. One Don Pulley. He can run any race. He's got bags of pace. We're walking in Davy Russell's right hand. Yoo-hoo. There we go. There we go. Legend. That's, that's the one. Boy the uh, gobbler. You wrote that on Christmas Eve. Thank you so much. How about you the gobbler? Oh my god. Clinton Morrison, Kennedy for Kate on your bio. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> uh, right, come on, let's get this wrapped up. We've got business to do. Uh, and there is uh, another one from the seventeenth of December. Old Winksy, a two star horse giving a five-star rating. We never mentioned the fact that Winxie's the second best horse in the world. Oh, did, did you see? Oh, did you see this? Did you this? see the seed from the Australians when this was announced? And it was inevitable. I didn't just see the seed from the Australians. I saw the seed from all the Winxie fans. It was fabulous. From oh. the US in Europe, from Ireland and the UK. Tears. But particularly the Australians. <laughs> the tears, they tasted so sweet. I, la- I lapped them up. 
I lapped them up. Wingsy, wingsy fan tears. Oh, Particularly I love it so the Australians. Much. I have. And I have nothing against Wingsy, but her oh, fans, her fans have completely annoyed me now. So yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> but so funny. Yeah, it was only. It was what made it funnier. It is. It was its inevitability. There was no chance she was getting rated. Not a hope in hell. Getting them rated in front, rated in front of Arrogate. It just wasn't going to happen. No. If you understand performance ratings, you knew it wasn't going to happen. Mm. But it's just so funny. So yeah. funny. But anyway, um, Wingsy will be back. Uh, and another note on Wingsy. People are still thinking, oh, she'll come over to Royal Ascot. No, of course you will. Lads, they've pulled her out from her comeback race in Australia because, because Hugh Bowman is suspended and can't ride her. Do you think connections that are willing to pull her out of her race on her doorstep simply on account of the fact that, that they'll have to change rider? are going to bring her over to Ascot. Get not real, lads. I'll be thrilled if I'm wrong, but it isn't happening. No, it isn't gonna happening. Happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They'll find an excuse to not run her. It won't happen. And so there's a few owners involved in the horse, and some of them have given interviews to journalists in the UK. And and what they've said when it's been put to them about, oh, you know, are you going to come over to Royal Ascot? This is going to be great. Because so many Australians have, to be fair, and they've, they've lit up Royal Ascot over the years. Whether they've won or not, just their presence being there has been fantastic. Um... Well, and it's always a very politically correct you, you don't know many Australians obviously answer it's always a very we love our Australian <laughs> listeners uh, it's always a very politically correct answer that they find yeah, they, they, they're just playing along they're playing along yeah. when it comes down to it when the old gun is up against the old head not it won't a, happen not going to happen happy to be wrong delighted would, to be wrong wouldn't be the first time it would make Royal Ascot if she was there but if they were going to yeah. do it they would have done it a few years ago would especially make Royal Ascot if she was to take on Enable and get stuffed be fabulous <laughs> but she'd go for the Queen Anne and it's pathetically weak and she uh, might win it where did they interview her, her owners were at a meeting there a, a, a British meeting recently and they were interviewed by possibly Ed but it was just the way they said it you know they basically said oh you know loads of considerations blah 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 we'd love to come but if she comes over of course she'll win <laughs> you know <laughs> I just, I just uh, yeah. the arrogance oh stop the absolute arrogance of it oh stop oh wow wonderful mayor Oh, she listens. She's fantastic. There's no one saying she isn't. But it's just all this shite. It's but all the, this shite. It's, yeah, it's all the things that surround her has just got out of control. Fun and games. Anyway, that's it. We gave you an hour, and I reckon it's going to finish in about 24 minutes. So hopefully the extra 24 minutes you enjoyed bang bang um, let's get going we gotta get some food Kennedy is coming to stay at my house tonight because yeah. we're gonna the alarm is gonna be going off at 4 o'clock in the oh morning my God. to head over to, uh, to to Milton Keynes or New York as Kennedy calls London it. town uh, London so, town so, mate. We, so we got a bit to do we got a bit to do so let's get going and I haven't even packed yet let's so get going we got a fair bit to do um, thank you very much to you for listening to the show um, thank you so much for the kind words on social media as I said earlier on uh, and, genuinely and, and do appreciate that listeners feel my pain for what I'm going to go in the next 24 hours managing Emmett Kennedy is like is, it's like having a child it's like having a child Kennedy now has the attention span of I don't know something with a really bad attention span that's a that's a fantastic <laughs> analogy to be fair I have a good attention span it's oh, just that here. I don't take uh, I don't take instructions well taking Kennedy through an airport and, and I put it that way very deliberately taking Kennedy through an airport he gets distracted. He gets distracted so easily. So, and I, I'm a guy that gets into an airport, and time efficiency is a big thing oh, for me. Oh, you wouldn't believe and Kevin Blake. <laughs> Kevin Blake is, I'm sa- is I'm saving, through I'm cutting, and a car hire like that. I'm cutting corners yeah. walking from A to B. He's an expert at it. Uh, He's uh, got it down to a fine art. Oh, stop. Oh, going through security with Kennedy. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, the thought of it. The so, thought of it, so lads. I reckon what I'm going to do is, if you put your technology in the bag, you're okay. Oh, you? stop. And he, he's, he's doing this to be to joke, but he always beeps. He always beeps going through. But, but this, this <laughs> is the case. Like, if I put this in the bag, it's fine, isn't it? If I take this uh, I, oh, Apple Watch man. off my wrist oh, and put it through, it's, it's fine. So when I, look, when I look really stressed and I'm not quite myself and get in tomorrow night, you can guess why. It's, it's just a job, lads. It's a job. <laughs> this, uh, speaking of jobs, this uh, Apple Watch was given to me very kindly by my former employers, and thank you very much for doing that. Oh, uh, and they've announced a new uh, my replacement. So best of luck to Lorraine Murphy, who is a Cork girl and, and was a working wo- at Tip FM. Uh, so working up in your country on the breakfast show. So best of luck to Lorraine. Uh, if you have as much fun as I did working at 96FM, then you will have an absolutely fantastic time. We gave you an hour and 26 minutes. That's it. We're done. Thanks so much. Um, Kevin really will. You think we're joking. Kevin really will have to guide me by the hand through the airport. I might get one of those harnesses that they put on children, little kids, so that you can't stray too far. It might actually work. It might, it might be useful. Um, that's it. Uh, keep the armadillo memes coming, please. And uh, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, as Kevin Blake says. And if you would, if you like your question, read at on Get In by Emmett Kennedy, Kevin Blake, and Vanessa Ryle, then tweet hashtag AskFFP. <laughs> And the team will read it out. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Let's do it. Hashtag FFP. Ask, ask hashtag FFP. Ask FFP uh, <laughs> at Final Furlong Pod. Uh, thanks for listening. From Kevin Blake. Good luck. From me, Ms. Kennedy. We're back with you on Monday. Talk to you then. Enjoy the weekend. God bless. Your ultimate guide to the Cheltenham Festival is now available for you at attheraces.com forward slash Cheltenham. This year's mega site is complete with race cards, anti-post odds, stable tours and tips from our top team, dark horses for the festival and those all-important stats guides to keep the final furlong team happy. Barry Geraghty will also be back with his exclusive blog on all four days. Visit attheraces.com forward slash Cheltenham today and prepare properly for the biggest week of your year. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com